0: official podcast of 1900hotdog.com, the final comedy website. We are supported by patrons like you, so please go to patreon.com slash 1900hotdog to support our all-star cast of comedy writers. I'm the internet Sean Baby, and with me is Dick Basket Guide's fifth hottest water skier, Robert Brockway!
1: Oh man, fifth? (laughs) Never gonna work my way up. Uh, I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. Much like the subject of today's podcast... I was also a member of a super team that got destroyed by evil and now the survivors are just trying to pick up the pieces. I don't don't think anybody needs follow-up questions for that one.
0: Yeah, I think we all know what you're talking about. Um, Our guest is the hardest of cases. She's our own and our fantastic Lydia Bug.
2: Thank you for having me. I was also coincidentally part of another superhero team that was destroyed except for me.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Congratulations.
2: Another unrelated one.
1: <laughs> all survivors, All Survivor Podcast. Yep. Everybody's got a tragic
0: backstory. <laughs> I like the idea that our tragic backstory is just that like the media landscape we chose to work in keeps imploding. Yeah. It's pretty tragic, like we, it's yeah, not in, I a, mean it's, in a sexy way, but <laughs> it sucks a lot. We, we yeah, no one got their legs torn
1: off. Hey, but. listen, uh, you know what happened in, in the comic book we are discussing today? a robot came in and destroyed the entire thing. Ooh, uh, just just like what's happening. Oh,
2: shit. Layers and layers to this podcast. Yeah.
0: I, I, it never occurred to me that we are doing an allegory today. Um, today's a full allegory day.
2: We all Lazarus pitted our careers back into existence. <laughs>
0: Well, before we start, though, uh, Lydia, do you have anything uh, you'd like to plug?
2: Uh, Yes, I have a short story in Up All Night. It's an anthology of horror shorts from uh, Eric Gumney, who was also a cracked freelancer back in the day. And uh, it's being released October 24th, just in time for the spooky season.
0: Nice. You've always got like such fun, coherent projects to plug. Like most people are like... Oh, shit, I don't know. And you're like, oh, yes, I have a short story. I have a comic. I have a book, you know.
2: I always try and make a point to, like, make a little note. Like, the reason you're supposed to do podcasts is to tell people about things. <laughs> it's
0: true. <laughs> ah, shit. Yes. Really? Yeah, we blew it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Brockway. Tell, tell them about
1: uh, Big feats. Oh, big feats. We have started another podcast that doesn't pay us that, in fact, we pay a lot of money to do. Uh, it's me, Sean Baby, and Jason Pargen are watching every single episode of Mountain Monsters, the hillbilly monster hunting reality TV show. Uh, there's nine seasons of it, so we're going to do this until we die. It's it's glorious. We're just getting into the the really good shit when they find their flow and and accuse, like... Accidentally accuse Mothman of doing 9-11 and shit. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's it's the best goddamn time. Listen to listen to Big Feats. Leave a review. Support it. Do whatever. I remember to do the thing.
2: I, I can also endorse Big Feats. I've listened to every episode and it is it is incredible. I'm an unbiased third party and I love it. <laughs>
1: They're just we just released episode three, but it starts really kicking ass. Like episode four on is just like they they get the ball and they run with it right into
0: Bigfoot territory. <laughs> That's amazing. I, we, I love that we like unashamedly love it. Like uh, in the Slack, like it's just very clear the three of us completely love the show and like I can't wait to talk about it.
1: I saw uh, today on the Mountain Monsters subreddit uh, they found they found big feats and somebody was like, "What do you guys think of it?" Surprisingly positive. Uh, okay, there's only like five people in the entire subreddit, so <laughs> that's not like a huge bar. Did or we get anything, a five out of five? But uh the only negative feedback was they thought me and you
0: were too harsh, but Jason was spot on.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I think Jason fair. loves the show more than you guys. I think he loves it more than anyone. Like
0: he loves it more unironically, definitely.
2: I thought he was just watching like his wife, I'm friends with his wife, and she was like, Yeah, Jason's been watching the show called Mountain Monsters for Hot Dog, <laughs> and I didn't know you were doing the podcast, so I said, He's lying. He did what one- <laughs> he has not done a, a <laughs> hot dog thing for that. He just loves that show. <laughs>
3: yep
1: i don't know i love it it's hard to imagine somebody loving it more than than all of us do equally yeah Uh, maybe we're a little bit meaner about our love but that's a personal problem
0: i i feel like roasting is how i show my love how bullying is uh i feel like that's how toxic masculinity ruined my soul (laughs) right in particular that's what's wrong with me i I don't think you should blame that on mountain monsters that's a me thing
2: I think that's a good segue uh, into Hardcase. <laughs> yes, it oh is. My god, that's
0: a great segue. Oh now. my god, this is
2: the, the toxic masculinity comic. <laughs> toxic
1: masculinity, wow. the comic book. It's 1993, and it will be forever.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, it's it's tough to know where to start with Hardcase because the comic didn't quite know where to start. Like it basically opens with his friends getting massacred. But let me tell you about Hardcase. Um, He was a struggling actor, and he got hit by an alien ray, because in the Malibu universe, that's how everyone got their powers, I think. Uh, Maybe. They're they're called It doesn't
2: say. I I mean, you get his origin story, like, book three or something, his actual, like, origin story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this comic is, like, 50 origins in one, except for how this fucking person is a fantastic power man. Uh, So I I did external research to find out that he was hit by an alien ray. Uh, his his powers are being very strong and very tough. Uh, but later he, he was figured out that he's filled with something called Nubotech robots. So once they figured that out, he could just do anything he wanted. He's just filled with like nanobots. And so if he needed a power, the nanobots just gave him a power. But for now, in 1993, he was just a strong guy in a world with none of those.
1: I like that he uh, managed to be out of ideas both ways where it's like, I don't <laughs> right? know, he's strong or whatever. Or he can do anything. Like somewhere in there is an idea, but you manage to miss it
0: both times in different directions. Right. But with just a touch of stupid in each one, like uh, he got hit by an alien race, so he's super strong or he's filled with spiders so he can do anything. It's just, it's, it's, it's creatively bankrupt, but also very stupid.
2: Well, and it's also like he's super strong, except sometimes when he's not strong enough, but then like five minutes later, he's strong enough. (laughs)
0: He's strong. He'll be just fine. He's a part of the squad. That's the name of the That's team. Uh, they name. are. Uh, you probably know there's a this a squad in politics. Uh, it's basically yeah. all the non-white people, AOC and Omar,
2: and they stole that from Malibu. They stole they it. They stole from that. that from that's
0: God. a reference to Hardcase. <laughs> and if you if you tell
1: them that, they'll give you the secret high five.
0: <laughs> they have big Malibu Comics fans in Congress. I always thought that was a really uninspired name, like when they called themselves the Squad. I am like, oh, that's kind of weak. And I didn't realize it was like nineteen ninety three Malibu Comics uninspired. Like <laughs> yeah, it's that's just a burn. That's a fucking burn. Uh, yes, talking about Hardcase, uh, the team is Starburst and uh, Forza. And DJ Blast. And I guess just... which one's black.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think every black person should get to slap the author of this book for yes. the way it treats all people of color. Like, uh, like
1: I would like to mention uh, in relation to that, that uh, DJ Blast's real name is Jamal. Of course.
0: Of, of course. We should uh, note that. Jamal Blackman. Uh, and then there's, there's another
2: there's awesome. another black character later named Zip Zap.
0: Yes. That rules. Zip, Zip, Zap Zip is a good name.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like I don't know I don't know how to fucking name him Zip Zap. Well I don't know. Well he's fast, uh,
2: so he's Zip Zap.
0: <laughs> okay. Well that's perfect that, the, I think a fast character is really hard to name. Like there's a fast character named the Wizard, which really demonstrates Ooh, how I mean, how how much they're out of speedster names. Has yeah. anyone use Quickie? Uh <laughs> Malibu,
2: Malibu definitely has there's a quickie, there's a speedy
0: but that's an archer, not even a, a fast guy that's got what time I mean, like- for a quickie <laughs> oh god that'd be perfect for 90s Malibu comics god so many quickie jokes, well just the one but every issue, but every issue yeah it's enough, yeah. the one's enough yeah. <laughs> I really liked how this team is so weird, like Starburst I don't even know what she does, I imagine she
2: oh, shoots, they never say Starburst, <laughs> like, yeah She's, um, she's
0: already dead by like the time she, we meet her. Like the one yeah, female she,
1: character is is she, she's dead in like a Gone with the Wind sense. She's just swooning yeah. dramatically in his arms, <laughs> and then has the decency to go into a coma when she survives, so that the he perfect can, woman he can have inspiration, but not have to talk to her. Uh-huh.
2: And her costume is a pasty like this. Yeah, of course, <laughs> a pasty yeah. prominently yeah. involved on, on her costume. Well,
0: spray paint and then a pasty on one nipple. That's yeah. her costume. <laughs> Uh, they already knew They are, when we said 90s comic they already knew that was their costume uh, Forza is um, he's got like long sleeves <laughs> like dramatic sleeves on his unitard I i looked him up he, he does telekinesis or he did he's dead he's like completely torn in half on the first page of the comic uh, I thought this was weird because like this is an era where everything was an archetype like a comic would show up and it'd just be like okay this is our Batman this is our Wolverine our Superman so what the fuck is a Forza the guy did nothing. It was just meant to represent the idea of a superhero, but like I don't know. Like I, I get DJ Blast. He's he's an explosion powered party machine, for sure. <laughs> well, like it's all you need to know, baby.
2: But was his power just? He explodes because, yes. like, how could you yes. possibly fight with you? You got one shot if that's your there's- power. <laughs> Later
1: on, there they introduce a different team from a different Malibu title, and one of their guys is named Grenade. I'm pretty sure he also just explodes.
2: I thought that guy just threw grenades because there's another Maybe. guy whose name is like Guns, and he just has guns. <laughs> <laughs> this is he's really just
1: three. guns. You did not have to have an idea to have a comic book. You could. Kind of start it and then maybe figure out an idea along the way, but it was not required.
0: <laughs> I really do think that if someone met the X-Men in real life, they'd say, uh, "My the, the grenades I'm carrying are better than your superpower. Like, I feel like there should be an entry point to being a superhero where, uh, is this better than just being a guy with a handful of grenades? And if it's not, then you don't get to be a superhero. I don't know. I'm some getting of them, way some off. Some of them don't meet don't
1: a car. Like, are, are you better than a drunk driver? Because, like, if a drunk driver can do the same thing
0: that you're about to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There there's a very X-Men low bar. It turned into a drunk
0: car. <laughs> a turbo teen, a really drunk turbo teen. in X Men. It's 1992 San Fernando Valley. Hard Case's costume is purple yoga pants and an Aquaman shirt. He's got Duke Nukem hair and a Duke Nukem face. And it opens on. Uh, a xenomorph killing his friends. Like this is just uh like a cyber alien movie xenomorph.
2: Yeah, they just it's painted it like over
0: <laughs> from yeah. aliens, but it's got yes. mini guns instead of hands. <laughs> right. Yeah. <Like> it's <laughs> I mentioned creative bankruptcy, but this is I mean, it's not just an alien. It it's its name is Enemy. And I don't know if this makes it worse. I'd say it does. That stands for nano mechanized entity. Yeah, it's worse. It's an alien named Enemy. And uh, it shows up, and all of the superheroes are dead. Uh, this is literally the first thing he's fought with superpowers, and y- you can't lose harder than this. <laughs> um, it, his thought bubbles are in this order: "It's killing my friends," "It's killing my friends," and then he says, "You bastard, I'll kill you."
1: Uh, yeah, the the snappy dialogue in this one, in this one, is great.
0: It's it's really something. Multiple times,
1: um, the dialogue will be you're a jerk and then the other guy will say nah uh you are you are
0: this has that um that thing you see a lot in, in bad writing where the, basically the guy's saying i'm gonna punch you and the guy's like okay how do i say this i'm gonna fist ride my hands down your mouth hole you know like like this overwritten like extreme like nonsense um that i don't know i guess we were all 12 years old once but this was a grown man writing this this was james hudnell i have a lot about him he's he's a real special character rip but was a real piece of shit before he died <laughs> wasn't
2: like uh, everybody at malibu a real piece of shit like i was reading about the wh- how malibu got started yeah. and it sounded like it was essentially like a ponzi scheme for comment for comics that like accidentally became a real business
0: oh geez. i don't even know about that i know about prime do you know about Prime? We can't uh, talk about Prime. Yeah, maybe no, we should talk, talk about Prime. About Prime. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back from 40 minutes of talking about Prime. We cut it.
3: <laughs> clap, clap, clap. <laughs>
2: No, the, the only thing I can quickly surmise, what I know about Malibu is that there was a comics distributor who was secretly investing in a bunch of small comics companies. And then, like, basically, mm-hmm. when people came to him and were like, What comics are really selling? He was like, Oh, it's you got to get dinosaurs for hire. Everybody's buying that because he owned <laughs> right. dinosaurs for hire. And then, when it right. came out that he was doing that, he was like, Okay, you caught me. I won't distribute comics anymore. I'm going to combine all these small companies that I own into one, and we're going to call it Malibu Comics.
1: Part. Okay, it's it was it started as a scheme and it didn't fool anybody. The second he said like, "Oh, dinosaurs were hired, they're like, eh, no,
0: no, it's not." <laughs> yeah, I caught you in something, didn't I? I don't know what it is yet, but I caught you in something. No, but listen, they're dinosaurs. We don't we don't get why they were. Lady just did an article on this. <laughs> they were originally supposed to be Elvis, and then Elvis splintered into several dinosaurs, and they're as like Herberts.
2: Like, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> They I had was to... doing the
0: ad for that comic and I was just trying to find like a, a funny panel, like a, you know, ironically funny panel. And I found one where the dinosaur had dug through to China, no, to Australia. Yeah. And was just looking <laughs> up skirts. His head was coming out of the ground <sighs> looking up skirts. And he was like, ooh, your panties are white. Oh, your panties are red. Oh my. Because one girl didn't have underpants on. And he's like, it is a wonder from down under. It was so aggressively the... the the saddest, most incel shit I'd ever seen. Yeah. Just Uh-oh. the Rob Schneider role. Yeah. Yeah. Just popping out of the ground and naming panty colors.
2: Yeah, I assume that's, so that's why you wanted me to talk about uh Malibu comic, because you could sense how frustrated I was yes. with Dinosaurs yeah. for Hire. I was so pissed <laughs> off at that <laughs> stupid comic.
0: Yeah, Yo, you were pissed off. You took Malibu comics from Brockway. Malibu comics was Brockway's thing. I just bought, like, a hundred of them. And now
1: I can't even do them anymore. No,
2: you can have it, my friend. I don't
1: want it. I don't want it. You dipped We're a tight. toe in the water, and you're like, oh, this is,
2: this is poison. It's quicksand.
1: Oh,
0: no. I took my whole toe off. You can have it. Uh, All okay, right, back to the comic. Uh, DJ Blast has a plan. He's going to try something. Now, he only has the one power of exploding. So even Hardcase... Are- Dumb shit protagonist like knows what this means, and that's all he needs to hear to leave. Like I would say, it, normally there'd be some pushback. Like you know, no, don't, you can't do this. We've there's got to be another way. Don't sacrifice yourself. But no, he's gone. <laughs> the like, second he's like, I'm gonna try something. He's like, Yeah, yeah, my friend's gonna explode. I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> At least I can still jump. At like, least I can
1: still <laughs> jump. That's the thing I do. <laughs> yep. That's the first thing we see him do aside from suck. Like yes. he just he we open up on him having gotten the shit beat out of him and then his first heroic act is to say at least i can still jump
0: <laughs> while he little leaves little- his friend to die yes uh, so dj explodes under him and the caption which is still hard case's thoughts says i try to yell my friend's name but the explosion blots out my scream which i just love so DJ much because- <laughs> 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 this is a medium where you could express that artistically like he could be yelling out his name and have the sound effect covering the word bubble. I do that all the time with man comics. It's it's just a a thing you could do in a comic and he's he, he's just bad at the media. I the medium I guess. Um
2: Yeah, it it reminded me of like silver age comics when they were getting stuff from like the radio, you know, when they, they were they were yes. used to hearing that so they're like describing everything Meanwhile, that's happening. Yeah, and you're like, dude, yeah. this is a visual medium, my friend. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't got to do that. <laughs> you,
0: you don't got to tell me. Uh I guess I grew up in an era of Chris Claremont X-Men where uh, every time someone did something, they would narrate it out loud. Oh, so yeah. to see someone internally narrate it felt so already broken, but then to do it in a way that wasn't necessary. Uh, and I don't know, just took it's so stupid. Like if you're thinking of the readers involved in this drama, I assure you they were not even in 1993. Like it's, this is all falling flat. Poor DJ Blast. Uh, he went out big. Our hero lands on uh, lands at the beach of course with a hot bikini girl running straight into the background uh, which I mean first of many yeah. first many a- many
1: absolutely. many of these panels will just have a hot bikini girl or like a sexy yes. secretary with their with her tits bouncing even though like maybe his best friend is dying you're like still gotta draw them titties <laughs> yeah.
0: I have a uh, I have the comic <laughs> open so I might be able to verify this but for now I want to say that every time someone is knocked into another room, there's a hot girl, like, heaving her chest at the, at the reader. That
3: oh, checks that's, out.
0: I think it's 100%. Um, so the, now we get a newscast. Uh, 30 people were injured in the blast, uh, but the only deaths were uh, Forza and uh, the guy who exploded. And I guess enemy. They got enemy.
2: Oh, uh, and can I just note that they did this thing that Malibu does all the time that is hilarious to me where the superheroes are strong, but their outfits are not. So his, like... His yes. sleeves get blown off in the explosion. <laughs> but, right. like, he's fine, but his sleeves gone. Most of his shirt gone.
0: There was a thing that uh, hack artists did at the time, which was like they thought this tear in the clothes looked really cool. And so you uh, see Rob Liefeld do that. Jim Callahan uh, drew this, and he's kind of a Liefeldy. Rob um, Liefeld's so- got that
1: stank all over this like oh my from God, yes. from the outfits to the naming conventions this is this is somehow rob liefeld without all the good ideas
2: <laughs> yeah and like Hardcase's right. enormous thighs that are like practically deformed because they're so yeah. big <laughs> like he right. literally
1: draws a character that's so rob liefeld he names him gunnut
2: that's and it his yes powers, i have guns <laughs> i looked it up it's, it's not just guns it's his name is Gunnut. but i mean Gunnut. marvel has dead shots, so can we really complain that much <laughs>
0: yeah right. gun worse
2: yeah, Gunnut. yeah i, I think gun nuts.
0: i feel like i'm okay with a guy whose power is gun because it's hard it's hard to shoot a gun perfectly accurately i mean they have archers a, gu- <laughs> a, a guy with a gun is a hawkeye better. but he had a gun <laughs> yeah, that's, like, much better than a, a bow and arrow. Yeah. Uh, you can't shoot a net, generally, but whatever. You, you fucking get it. <laughs> uh, uh, he's now in the hospital with uh, Starburst, uh, our, our beautiful coma victim. A, a doctor comes in and asks what did it, uh, even though this was theoretically all over the news. It's... The, the, the alien from the hit film Aliens in the center of the explosion recently covered by the local news, you dumb fucking asshole. Uh, but Hardcase doesn't know, despite how I just said it's the main creature from a very popular film franchise. He's like, man, I don't know what killed us. Oh, it looked... God, I can't even describe it. The alien from Aliens. Oh, thank God. Yes, there's something, some point of reference we can all share. Um, it cuts to a year later and... He's uh, doing superheroes. He's punching through a wall, but oh, here's the reveal. It's a film set. He's a movie star now. He's playing himself in movies. Because... He learned that
1: superheroing was too hard. <laughs>
0: it was too hard. Uh, <laughs>
2: and no one cares. I like, the- like that's the weirdest part to yeah. me is that if Superman was like, "Guys, I oh, I really got beat up. Uh, there's some kind of hideous yeah. monster out there that can destroy anyone in the world. I will not be looking for it. I'm going to go be a extra on the Sopranos." Like that, <laughs> nobody can everybody's like, "Oh man, that must have been really hard for you when that thing killed yeah. all your friends." But they're not concerned about it.
1: <laughs> I just right. I love that he specifies in the comic book, it was the first thing we fought that actually had superpowers. So up to, <laughs> up to then, we were just like punching a gang member into Miss and we were like, this rules. And the first thing yeah. that fought back, we lost really hard and I quit. I'm your hero, everybody. Welcome to my comic book.
2: It's, it's, like the the... Worst, it's the worst Origin story. Like, how is that not? It's like a reverse Save the Cat. Like, he comes on, he kicks the cat out of the room, and you're supposed to like him.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You'll like him because he's incredibly rich and he loves to flaunt it.
0: That's yeah. that. Yeah. He's it also a the rich least likable
1: character you've ever, ever, ever made.
2: But everyone... And he, a oh, and he grew
0: a ponytail.
1: And he grew a ponytail. Now he has a ponytail. He even lost so. the buzz cut, which I kind of liked him for.
2: Yeah, everybody loves him and thinks it's great that he's, like, doing him.
0: Yeah, his co-stars are these two hairdressers, just these beautifully maned, like, muscle men. And when they call cut, they're like, wow, it's so cool working with you. I can't believe how much you can jump. I love you. Uh, And then I I wrote down the word bubble. He says, he says, I was going to take a break. Suck down a Pellegrino. Yep. Sucking down a Pellegrino.
1: (laughs) You know, like that bon- John John Bon Jovi song. Uh, right. Real relatable everyman shit here. Just just me and the boys sucking down Pellegrinos.
0: John Cougar Jovi. Sucking down a Pellegrino. Uh, <laughs> every time. Every time I get him backwards. I'll never in my life. You'll never get him right. That's fine. Uh it's such a strong way to say such an important plot point. Like you need to have the character drink something, but like sucking down a pellegrino is just like the coolest way to say it. Uh that just, 90s attitude just establishes it right so there. Much, Why would
1: I say drink so some water too. when I could say, suck down a Pellegrino?
2: He's so fucking cool. God.
1: <laughs> that's what
0: a cool guy would say, he thinks, <laughs> writing this at home. I worked at an ad agency for like one year before my website made enough money to quit. And uh, that's the kind of pitch we would get. We'd get someone who's like, we want something with a lot of attitude. Something like suck down a Pellegrino. <laughs> like, <laughs> so i've been there I, I i i've i've seen the the this is a final draft that this was not the first try he had a lot of like oh i'm gonna fucking deep throw to perrier no it's too <laughs> alluring it's too alluring james justin kutner uh is he's in the uh his trailer hard case's trailer to say i counted the lines in the script and i see that i have fewer lines so i want the same number of lines maybe more lines this is how a baby might think about filmmaking, but this really plot-heavy comic, they stopped for like four panels to explain this. Um, well,
2: yeah, and the guy's plan is to bully Superman into giving him more lives. Yes.
0: Yes. Because he knows that he used to not be Superman. I remember when you weren't Superman, you used to deliver pizzas back before you were a world-famous movie star superhero. Ha! I have the upper hand. Uh, plus, he's a sidekick in the movie. <laughs> like, like the script... Pretty clearly identifies him as a sidekick. And Hardcase counters with like, buddy, you were a teen heartthrob in the 80s and your career faded when your face cleared up. BFD. That's a direct quote. I don't, um, I wouldn't normally talk so cool. Um, so I guess this guy's like uh, a Corey Hayman, a Corey Feldman. I thought he was Robert Downey Jr. I thought at this I guess point, that,
1: you got to remember in 1993, that's how they thought.
0: Right of Robert Downey Jr. at that point, I suppose. Yeah, I guess he had like more of a pathetic vibe to him, which made me think the Corys. Yeah,
2: were, uh, I thought Corey, but they were it, never yeah. that
0: cool. <laughs> he's like, I do not think I'm going to go to the producer with this note to double your lines, so that you have more screen time. Plus, I don't think that's how writing movies works. Um, yeah. So anyway, it didn't work.
2: I, th- I think that's just uh, he's supposed gonna... to establish how cool he is. But that whole conversation really sounds like when someone thinks, like, man, this is what I should have said. You know, like, <laughs> yes,
0: yes, this is like James Hudnell working out some shit he had in fourth grade. Oh, you remember that bully said to me, Oh, I, I should have told him I was sucking down a pellegrino <laughs> with his mom. Yeah, <laughs> He's gonna tattle to the producer. He's like, Um, excuse me, producer, me want more lines? Um, superhero star used to deliver pizza, give me my lines now. I, I don't know his plan, uh, but. It gets interrupted by a cop asking for Hard Case's autograph. And now we're stuck with a really heavy handed uh, couple of pages where the cop's like, hey, why'd you stop being a superhero, man? And as Brockway explained, uh, it, it was so hard. He uh, as soon as he found someone with superpowers, he got fucked up. <laughs> he actually says that to the cop. He yes! says like in in so
1: many words, he says, "Ooh, it was real hard. It was, I, I quit because it was hard and uh, and
0: I got hurt. Yeah, I can't win a fair fight. You get it, but like, he's whining to a guy who's like, "Buddy, you've, you're describing every cop who has ever lived." Like, this is just a normal thing. This is like the shittiest people I work with. Do the thing you say is impossible every day. Yeah, uh, and he kind
1: of he kind of gets the cop's sympathy. You're like, why? why yeah. what is happening in this? game? I actually found this part. If they would have ran with this, I found this part kind of refreshing. Like, what if there was a superhero? who right. got superpowers, and realized it doesn't make him good at it, and so he just really didn't want to do it anymore. Right. Like, that's like he's a, just kind of a coward. Well, meta-ironic commentary on superheroes, or something that should have been done <laughs> ten years later. But yeah. no, it, it, you're just supposed to feel bad for him. It's not like a meta-ironic commentary. You're supposed to be like, yeah, you're right, when things are hard, you should quit.
0: <laughs> I do yeah. think this idea has been explored where like a superhero is too powerful that they're worried about it. Like, like, they're so strong, like, they tore a kid in half, or, like, they lenny lenny a kid, and that's why they don't want to be a superhero, because it's like, I can't, every time I punch someone, they die. That's really fucked up for me.
2: Well, like, and I can see that being fine with everyone if he had defeated the thing that killed all of his friends, but I just don't see how the whole world isn't like, uh, we're really worried about that alien-looking thing you right. guys fought that is very much still out there somewhere. They're, yeah, just like, there
0: could be a second one of those. Yeah. Maybe. Don't leave that for the police. As you
1: have just specified, (laughs) literally anybody else with superpowers. right? (laughs) You're Uh, very
0: scared of them, and you don't want to fight them. We understand. uh, So, here's a real strange thing I want to get your guys' take on it. It says, while he's talking to the cop, it says, Elsewhere. And there's a guy named Mr. Loan, and he's withdrawing his entire $5 million bank account from the bank. And he tells the teller, i got a limo waiting with two Laker girls. And the banker, like, has no idea how to take this. I don't feel like this was in any way related to the story. No, I assumed
2: it was from another comic or something. Like this was another okay. super cool Playboy from another Malibu comic.
0: Okay, that could be. I think I, uh, uh, I thought I think it was he
1: just—it's just, just what a nerd thinks Hollywood is like, right? Yeah, that. Took yeah, out. Like he didn't know like... how what, how movies might be made. He was just guessing, and this is what he's like. If I was rich, this is what I would say to
0: the man at the bank. <laughs> But I don't think he was even involved in the movies. I think this is just a completely unrelated, like, rich guy just doing super cool shit. Because I think James Hudnall thought, like, this could be anything, right? I might as well make it the coolest thing ever.
2: And he brings and so, in a big briefcase for them to put all the money yeah. in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fill that with cash for the Laker girls I got in a limo. Now, the coolest thing ever is, like, is like
1: when Dark Side, but also the Joker, shows up.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh,
0: see, I took him as, like, uh, Lobo Grinch. Yeah. He could be, he could be Lobo Apocalypse. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the the heavy metal Grinch barges in, and he's like, everybody on the floor, I'm taking this place down, which is a very confusing thing to say at <laughs> what probably is a bank robbery? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, so, we cut back, like, uh, to the movie. Uh, Hardcase is still complaining to the cop, which makes it feel like, He's been doing this for hours. <laughs> like it's gone on for three pages, and we've cut somewhere else and come back. So, a- as a as a reader, I'm like, God damn it, this fucking cop has to get back to work, hard case. <laughs> uh, like,
2: I gotta go, man. Like, uh, <laughs> so can you make that out to Billy? <laughs> uh,
0: and I think anyone who's uh, ever read a comic will see where it's going now. With the cop is like a bank robbery. Do you want to help, hard case? If not. Me, this innocent person you've grown to love, it's going to go take care of it without you.
1: <laughs> and Hardcase is like, yeah, you got this. You, yeah, got, you it. got it. Go to you take got care it. of it. I love that he just invites this guy along, even if he knows <laughs> yes. he's superpower. he's like, do you want to come like, hang out at this bank robbery? <laughs> he's like, do he's, like, he, you want to go bowling real quick yeah. and also
0: kill a guy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because if Hardcase, that were a normal bank robber, Hardcase could just obliterate them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like he should be fine, but he's like, "No, I'm too scared. What if they, what if they're a super-powered alien from space?" Like, I feel like you could take that chance, but sure enough, it really is a superpowered guy. Uh, but what I liked about it though is Hardcase is such a like wispy little mouse. Like he's like, "Oh no, no, i I think I'm supposed to stay on this set. I don't think I'm allowed to leave, <laughs> during, even for a bank robbery, Mister Police." Uh, the cop says. And I quote, suit yourself, take care. <laughs> just adorable. Yeah, he just, just wants to get out of there.
3: The
1: shittiest right, baby it's superhero. Been, it's been an hour and a half listening to you sad sack about the time you got beat up. All right, yeah. take care, take care.
0: Thanks to the autograph. He probably forgot the autograph. Just to, uh, just to really make Hardcase cry. Could you make that out to Pussy? I mean, <laughs> Petey, Petey. Petey is his name. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Hardcase. <laughs> Freudian slip. The the bank security guard tells the green guy to put his hands on his head, and the green guy, like, explodes his skull and says, oops, you meant my head, not your head, sorry, ha-ha. That's the level of wit we're looking at here. Just, that
1: may be one of the best lines in this series. I
0: don't disagree.
2: Uh, I,
1: I mean, it's... I'm not saying it's a good line. <laughs> I'm saying... Like peak this is peak performance.
2: There is in in like issue 3 someone says I'm going to eat you for breakfast and then Hardcase says yes no I'm making toast. No, no, no so,
1: it's Hardcase says like you're toast buddy and the other guy goes nuh-uh, I'm making breakfast. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> They're both good. Either way.
2: It works. It's magic. It <laughs> Every works single ways. like exchange That's what's so
0: great about it. It works both ways. <laughs> Every single exchange would end like with both of those people like kind of looking down going, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, we really blew it there. We sh- Let's start over. Let's start from the top. Ugh, I'm mad at you. Uh, okay, so next the green guy says, I want sacks of money pronto or you're going to be wearing your intestines for a necktie. Just... Top-notch writing. Okay, so he throws the manager with far beyond lethal force. Like he this motherfucker goes 80 <laughs> feet before he hits the wall. He's dead. He's not gonna get your sacks of cash-a. Uh the cops show up and we go back to the set. Like we are just bouncing between these locations. Uh a hard case hears the gunshots and he leaves. Uh the director's like, dude, you can't leave. You were right earlier. And he goes, <laughs> Do you have what he says? Uh, bill me, I yeah. believe. Yeah, he screams bill me. Oh, uh, bill me. Yeah. That's kinda... every, everybody, we cut away before everybody on set goes, that fucking asshole. That <laughs> fucking <laughs> asshole. And you know that, like, if they bill him, that's going to be six figures. Like, a day of shooting a, a huge blockbuster's not like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, bill me. Like, oh, you're forgetting his
1: primary cool guy, personality trait, which is I'm very rich and I like. Right. I would like for you to know that.
2: His Pellegrino budget alone on this movie is like a million dollars.
1: So much
0: you sucking. got any idea
1: how many <laughs> Pellegrinos I suck down a day? <laughs> I suck a factory dry every single
0: day. With Laker girls. He says to the reader, I can do about a mile a jump. And then he starts, j- he's saying he jumps and he just launches towards the bank. Like, Picture yourself in a crowded city, look towards the bank, and just leap. Now, to the artist's credit, when he lands, he explodes like a mortar because that's how physics work. And I want to talk about this just for a second. This is napkin math. But a human man jumping a mile, uh, he would land with the force of about 15 Civil War cannonballs. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a place in a crowded city you could do that without just killing dozens of people. Like, it it would be like... Almost in 9-11. People would talk about it like the day the superhero fell from the sky and, like, exploded the M&M store. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing this man is doing. Yeah,
2: and he lands in the um, middle of a busy street, too. Like, it's, yeah, he didn't like, do any math before he jumped. At best, he
0: leaves
1: a sinkhole behind that, will, that they will all crash into. I seized right. on something else from this, which is that he can hear crime, which is never, like, explained or mentioned before and after. But that also means that this entire time he's been intentionally ignoring crime, he has to listen to <laughs> right. it all the time. So it's like exactly like Superman, except for if he could hear everybody being like, Superman, <laughs> please help me. And he was like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm not doing
2: that. I've got to make a movie, sorry. <laughs>
0: Which I feel like is something they should explore. I think Mark Wade did the Irredeemable was like that, where he made a Superman character that like could hear everyone talking shit about him and like lost his mind. But I I do feel that'd be stressful if Superman trying to take a nap and hearing people cry for help the whole time. And if
2: you can hear gunshots in L.A., like, I feel like there's not a tiny, tiny amount of those in L.A.
0: He'd be jumping everywhere all the time looking for the, did someone shoot a gun around here? Like, no, we were, no, it was a car backfiring. You you killed my family when you landed. (laughs) The guy uh, has killed the cop that he was just talking to, and he's just swinging him around by the neck um so this is obviously just Peter Parker's origin this is Uncle Ben getting like manhandled his corpse being manhandled by Lobo Grinch
2: well that's I mean this is so crazy too because all of his friends died and then he met this cop for like two yeah. seconds and the cop dies and that's yeah like the impetus for everything. <laughs> it's like yeah, I would, uh, did you hate your friends I
1: would, I would like to interject real quick uh in issue two, he does attend the cop's funeral, and we learn that the cop, the second black guy that has been in this comic book, was also named Jamal. <laughs> that's
0: really... No. It's a... they, were
1: both, they were both named Jamal, and he killed both of them. Actually, the cop's name is Jamal Brown,
0: uh, and he did kill wow. <laughs> that's a Wow. That's a very black name. Good job, James Hudnall. <laughs> Dear God. That's a, <laughs> it's a name you would not catch a white guy with, probably.
1: He put two black guys in his comic. Five pages apart and went, one's Jamal, the other's Jamal.
0: <laughs> the other is Zap. Don't worry, they're both dead. You'll never see him again. <laughs> Just, you will be shocked to find out this person was in real life a flagrant racist. I, I will not be shocked. You can't make me.
2: I'm going to Google if Zap's real name is Jamal because I bet you anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just, oh my God, yes, Everybody's please. a Jamal. I'm very interested in this.
1: There's, a, there's another scene, there's clearly no way we're going to get to it, it's, but it, way, way later, there's another scene where where uh, that cop's brother becomes sort of an important character, and they, they see him, they talk to him, and he's like, hey, watch my house real quick, and then they take off, and they come back, and, and nobody is watching the house, and they go to the station, because he's also a cop, and they go to the station to yell at the brother, and it's even drawn as like a totally different black guy. Like he's 10 years older. He's a hundred pounds heavier. He's got a different haircut. He's got a mustache. And they're like, why the fuck didn't you watch my house? He's like, I've never seen you before. (laughs) So like, even in the comic book, they don't recognize, they can't tell the difference between black people with radical differences. And he even gives them an out and is like, so you're saying somebody that looked exactly like me was at your house. And they're like,
2: yes. Yes. Oh, jeez. That is wild. His name is Leon, oh, so... Oh, man. Better, not Jamal. I'll give it to
0: you. Okay. But we'll
1: to... I'd say you get one Jamal. You get one Jamal. Yeah. Uh, you name two Jamal back-to-back, you got a problem. It's the maximum Jamal rule. As the only black characters, absolutely. When you kill both of them, we've got to talk about some shit.
0: <laughs> Weirdly enough, you get five
1: you can well, name... The clock is ticking on that one. Eventually, we will understand <laughs> that name... was wrong.
0: If someone's a Starburst You can't have a Skittles These are the rules Uh, So Hardcase is pissed He's like oh damn it I fucking knew that guy Uh, He says put him down Put him down He's super serious about it And uh, the guy throws him at him He says you want him? Take him And Hardcase thinks while he's still flying at him He goes he's dead (laughs) It just now occurs to him That he's getting a corpse thrown at him (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, i love it i love that that thought entered his head like you you, you could just see he's he's like five pages behind the reader like hard case is so fucking slow in his own story
2: i totally Uh, i love the performance of that because i didn't read it that way so it really (laughs) really really added something to it
0: (laughs) i bring a theater to the comic uh I'm not going to even try with this line. Uh, The bad guy says, come to daddy schmuck. Uh, And in hard case, it's his worst fear. He instantly realizes this guy is as powerful as him. And then he says, only one way to find out and he kicks him in the dick and this uh, launches him into an office and did you notice what was in this office when he launched him into it I'm going to guess either a hot girl or a guy named Jamal it
2: was a very hot lady (laughs) yes
0: yeah a couple of sexy chesty hot girls working in this office the next page is just the bad guy jumping because they got to reveal his name this is it people are going to remember the first appearance of this character Liddy do you want to tell everyone his name (laughs)
2: Headknocker.
0: He says it like the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Like, like what, what is this reveal? I thought surely even in this
1: comic book, like at least Hardcase was going to be like, really, that's your name. Or somebody was going to laugh at him
0: or something, but no, everybody's like, that's really cool. Let's roll with it. (laughs) Yeah. Headknocker rules. Like, But they reveal it as if it should have been Forza or DJ Blaster, you know, one of the characters we know, but it's just a completely new guy with a completely stupid name. He knocks Hardcase out on the street like just dead. And the caption just says, he's more powerful, which I thought was cute. Credit where it's due, this was like a, a little button that was kind of funny.
1: Except he ruins it by immediately after saying... You're the one needing a
0: tombstone. (laughs) It's like an instance
1: of, Nuh-uh, you are.
0: (laughs) So it's two pages and three panels too late. Like, so, you missed that. You missed your mark, buddy. Um, So Hardcase starts to run away, thinking, I can't let him win. Can't fail this time. And uh, the reader's like, Oh no, he's running away. But no, he's just going over to get a cop car to beat him to death with it. Uh, And so he beats him with a cop car uh, it's probably the patrol car of the friend who yes, just got killed. it is. It uh, are be. we really skipping
1: past the dialogue where a head knocker says, Where are you going, wimp? Running away? And then we cut a really cool panel of Hardcase lifting up the cop car, and he's saying, Not! <laughs> <laughs> yes! He says not! He says not just as so- he explodes the police car of his <sighs> dead friend to avenge him. That's his, that's I, his, that's his line, is
0: not. I, can you do that to someone else's prompt? No, like, no, you can't. That's not how that okay. works. I, 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 this is part of the maximum Jamal rules. You're not allowed to not somebody else's uh, setup.
2: I would like it better if it said, like, your mom. Like, just you are, yeah. period, mom. That would be better.
0: Yep, that would be so much better. I got a Pellegrino to suck. <laughs> you can suck Pellegrinos in hell. <laughs> I, th- I think there's a lot of better options. Uh, so he's beating him with the cop car, saying, "I can't lose. Never again. Never." God, just having a full emotional breakdown. One, one of the
1: sound effects is chud. I I just felt the need to.
0: <laughs> yes, that's the sound effect your like dead the friend's
1: author. cop car makes as you smash it into a into a metal Grinch. <laughs> it's just, we all know that chuds. <laughs>
2: he has like an upside down anarchy symbol on his head too. Yeah, why is it upside down? Like what is
0: that? Because he wants order. He wants, he's a fascist, not an anarchist. Okay. Maybe, no, or maybe he's like half Satan, half anarchy.
2: I just, I, I was don't like, think
0: it was thought through.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I just noticed. I knew he had an anarchy symbol, but I'm like, why is it upside down? It looks like a V. Well. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be like a Church of Satan type thing. Okay. Like an inverted pentagram. I don't. Maybe it's, it's like to-
3: a
1: Jeep bumper sticker thing, like. He's, he ends up upside yeah. down so often that it looks like the anarchy symbol the right way.
3: Oh, right.
0: Okay. He was he was getting branded but he also was doing cartwheels. Like if you can read this first of all anarchy second of all <laughs> tip me back over. <laughs> That's what it is. We nailed it. Uh, so so now he um he thinks looks like and then he says, "I'm back." to a newscaster. Uh, This is so much origin, except for how he got his powers. It's it's every origin except for his origin. (laughs) Except for the one we care about. Uh, Most of it was lifted from Spider-Man, and the rest was just uh, the alien from Aliens killing a superhero team we'll never meet. Uh, Headknocker is alive, and they're mummifying him with steel cables. They have a special holding cell being prepared for him. It seems a little yada yada to me that, like, there's with two superpowered people in the world and they're like, "Yeah, I guess I guess we can. We have a cell that can hold the head knocker, right?" Well, yeah. You tell me he can break through steel walls? <sighs> okay. We'll you, figure it out. Don't worry about it. You think they
2: would have some questions for him too, especially since they think that like right. all of the other heroes are dead. Like maybe he would think this is somehow connected to the thing that killed all my friends. No, he has no questions. He's just like, "I Could captured be. him. None. Done. Guess I'm a hero again."
0: He's obviously a very bold, like, daytime smash-and-grab criminal. Where has he been for a year and a half? A giant seven-foot-tall green man. Yeah. He's just biting his time for this one perfect heist where he runs in and just starts smashing people's skulls and asks for wearing money. A, for speech, I, maybe?
2: Wearing like a trench coat and a baseball cap so nobody asks any questions. Yep.
0: <laughs> That's got to be it. He's just a ninja turtle in disguise. Up there with Ronnie Coleman. We cut to uh, a nude man watching 56 TVs in a cave. Uh, it's almost is... word for word
1: what I wrote down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, re-
2: I really thought he's
1: watching. All, he's watching like fifty televisions at the same time, naked in a cave. Like what are yeah. you? What do you doing? I
2: thought they would explain why he was naked, but no. I mean, maybe in like seven issues no. or something. But it's really quite a while if they explain it ever.
1: <laughs> I think they were going for the Ozymandias from Watchmen vibe. Like, oh, he's so no no crazy that he's like, a, yeah he's going to get naked and make it like weirdly sexual but they never did anything with it it's just a single panel so you're like why 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 yeah. did you show me his ass what
0: it is just ozamandias from watchmen um i bet if you held the panels up next to each other you, it's the same pose and everything uh the the caption says somewhere far away deep down within the earth a man who isn't a man feels annoyed <laughs> you undercut that with feels annoyed
1: like it's garbage anyway man who isn't a man is is a you're out of
0: ideas halfway through your sentence but then to be like well he feels a little
1: annoyed
0: (laughs) and then he sees on the news that like head knocker got knocked out and it says the man who isn't a man begins to feel angry so we're getting a full rundown on this guy's emotional states this nude man anyway he has some kind of a plan to kill half the earth that he wasn't gonna do until he saw the green guy get knocked out and then he's like oh goddamn it now i have to kill half the planet
1: <laughs> now uh, i have read ahead a little bit and we do mm-hmm. meet the man who isn't a man uh it yep. turns out his name is rex and he's a little bit of a uh, jeremy piven
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> that's what makes him not a man <laughs> that's not he's the, half man half jeremy piven he's,
1: he's like portrayed as a high powered like executive in la okay. and they're like why why are you hanging out naked in a cave then none of this <laughs> okay. none of this stuff.
0: Not PCU, Jeremy Piven, but like Entourage, Jeremy Piven. Yes. Okay. In the in okay. the ill the ill fitting suit. Jeremy. Piven. Oh,
2: he's like an agent, and Head Knocker was one of his clients. <laughs> oh,
0: and he's gonna okay. go to bat. God, I wish my agent was that good. <laughs> So does so he gets like a cut of the, like head mangling bank robbery. Yeah, he gets ten percent okay. of that cop. He gets ten percent of a Jamal. <laughs> he gets just a bit of the neck. From the head, he exploded. Um, so here are some fun facts about Hardcase. That was issue one. That was how we're introduced to that character.
1: That was it. You're sold. You want to know the rest of this He's story?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, his first appearance was technically in Prime Number One. Uh, he did like a little two page thing where it's like, "I'm Hardcase. I'm on the phone talking." And then it was like, "You gotta see Hardcase coming out next." It's like it's maybe one of the worst ads that has ever been, but it's um, probably better than the short film they made about it. There's a guy named Darren Doan. He directed it. Um, you may know him from some Kirk Cameron Christian movies. He did Saving Christmas and Unstoppable. Oh, he did a he did a documentary about the death of free speech. It's called Free Speech Apocalypse. Um, he also made a 30-minute short film about another Malibu comic called Firearm. And I think his thing is that he has guns. I wrote so, about that
1: for the site. For, yeah. the, for the
0: 1-900 hot dog site. Go there now. <laughs> it's a great site. Uh, so the Hard Case movie is just Gary Daniels, who's kind of a, a B-list, like, karate actor. Uh, and he's just running down this moist alley from some shadowy bad guys. And this is Hard Case. So remember, he's the only person in the world with superpowers. So they shoot him and it heals, heals, but it's so much worse than you could imagine. I want you to picture Gary Daniels without a shirt. Easy. You're already doing it. Then picture someone rubbing a bunch of lipstick on one of them. On, one of his pecs and then taking a picture of that, wiping a bit of it off, taking a picture of that, wiping a bit of it off. You get where I'm going with this, but there's only like two more frames. (laughs) That's how they show him getting healed from the gunshot. Uh, Some fireballs go off. It's honestly insane how bad it is. There's no uh, dialogue or sound effects. It's all just like DVD menu music. And then he beats up ordinary dudes using ordinary, non-super karate uh, with like slow motion arm locks. It's like, guys kind of going through the motions of a shot setup and then they just kept it and then it kind of ends and that's the hard case film
2: (laughs) sounds exactly Um, like what hard case deserves
0: (laughs) I read I read I had a few issues
1: Uh, mostly I wanted to talk about that insane scene where they mistake a man who is drawn completely differently which like (laughs) I I, is somebody sabotaging him in the script is somebody is the artist like Gets that script and is like, yeah, you're a racist. I'm going to show everybody and prove it because otherwise, <laughs> it's insane that he would be drawn completely differently and none of the characters would realize it.
0: Yeah, it is so weird. It's it's a bizarre decision. It or it could be like him acknowledging that racism exists, which seems crazy because he <laughs> and
1: hard case is it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I liked the. There's a running bit that goes on through where he meets a he meets a, a girl named Choice who is the. The superhero of a corporation, which is another another idea that I thought was, if if that was in competent hands, that could have been good. That's kind of what uh-huh. makes me madder like,
2: than anything, when they do things that could be cool. You know, like I liked Choice 2, and then they just mm-hmm. do nothing with
0: her. Yeah. Right. Well, they, they lifted the concept from watching Yeah, that's again, true. Like the naked man watching TV in a cave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But well, I, I just like the idea of, of her having the same name as the corporation that sponsors her, so like <laughs> yeah. Diet Pepsi, it's, the superhero. It's pretty <laughs> because that's, that's Prussian. We're naming all all of our shit now, like Staples Center. Like, why not? Why not name them
0: it, Staples? The superhero. If there was a- superhero named diet pepsi i would dedicate my life to destroying that superhero i would i would make myself. that would be your origin story. I, would,
2: I would be yep. waiting for the headline that's like diet pepsi killed three people today
1: <laughs> diet pepsi explodes eminem's story begins the corporate wars new new superhero unveiled eminem uh I like the running bit they did where every time they're about to fuck, there's like a missile or a guy with a gun or something.
0: It's, yes.
1: They do it across the like four comics of every time they're like, all right, let's you and me get in this jacuzzi. And they're like, oh, no, drug dealers fired a missile at us every time. <laughs> it's a great bit. hard case. Yeah, he's constantly trying my- to get
2: her into a jacuzzi in the middle of, like, their lives being threatened by monsters.
1: <laughs> he's really working at it. And she's, like, like half high brainwashed,
0: so it's not okay. Yeah,
2: she doesn't know yeah. who she is, and he's like, we'll figure it out in the jacuzzi.
0: <laughs> yep. He has a high schooler's idea of, of sex where where most of, like, a sexual relationship is about opportunity, not about, like, establishing a relationship. It's just like, <laughs> oh, man, if I could just get away from my parents and into a car with a, with an impressionable young woman filled with drugs
2: who I, ironically... This will
0: all work itself out. ...who
2: ironically can't make the choice. <laughs> like.
1: Right. Right. Oh, no. Is that why they were doing it?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's the layers. I don't want to know.
1: <laughs> There's also a bit where he gets attacked. They get attacked by another superhero team that, that the man who isn't a man made called Team Omega. And yes. in like almost in a row, they're they're just drafts of a Rob Liefeld character. Yes. Like there's one that's just generic spandex, one that's generic spandex, but a couple of pouches, a couple of guns. And then the next guy is all pouches, all guns. <laughs>
0: like, you can see him developing that. <laughs> God damn, that Omega Force. It, it was like, like a perfect punchline if you put it in a comic today. Like you would just know that like the character had traveled through time to like a sarcastic 90s like... <laughs> Dystopia. <laughs> and then
1: when he said his name is Gunnut, you're like, yeah, yeah all right, it's a little on the nose. We already knew. And my brother's name is Trouble. That's not a joke. That was his. Uh, that was his brother. They were brothers. Uh, and then both are uh,
0: real names. Is Jamal.
1: <laughs> we're all. No, they're all white men. They get their own personalities. Okay. Uh, right. And then there's another issue where they meet up with another team, which is another Malibu title called the Strangers, and somehow it makes Hardcase look better.
2: I had huge problems with the women on The Strangers, with the names of the women, like (laughs) Electro-Cute. I should get to... Because she's cute. Yeah. Well, and the, the team name is The Strangers, and her name is Candy, like her real name.
0: Her, real Her name. last name is uh, consent. Andy consent.
1: <laughs> but you can call me Electrocute because we don't talk about consent. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Very much the, the vibe. The other lady's name was Lady Killer, which like no, because that's that's uh, a woman, see? And she terrible. introduces herself as like she she designs fashions, but then she also uses them to fight villains. What the fuck does that mean? What are you even talking about?
2: I thought their deal was that their powers all came from their suits. Like, they acted like... I don't know. They they acted like the clothing was part of it to me for some reason.
1: And I just want to real quick talk about Bob. The King says, I'm Bob, but you can call me Adam Bob.
0: (laughs) Everything's just a little (laughs) bit wrong.
1: It's all wrong. And that's where Grenade is. Grenade is another member on that team. Just fucking... (laughs) One more one more one more draft. Just after you write it down, drunk drunk at the bar, drunk at the strip mall video poker bar. Just just take a look at it
2: before you turn it. Yeah. I'm Grenade. But you can call me the illustrious Grenade Professor. <laughs> I know we say a lot on the website that we write about stuff that like cut, came from the wrong dimension, but Malibu really does feel like Marvel yeah. that is just one dimension off from ours.
0: Yep, it's like these guys trying for something and missing no matter what they try for. They're like, we're going to make Marvel. Nope, can't do that. We're going to make like a cool version of Marvel. Nope. <laughs> Image comics, but for like uh, nerds who've almost fucked, who got a finger in once. Like, no, you're not You're not getting it. All right, just Rob Liefeld then. <laughs> no, we can't do that either. Well, let's talk about uh, James Hudnall now, the person. Uh, he... Wrote one of my favorite comics when I was a kid. I love this comic called Strike Force Moratori. He didn't start it. He didn't conceive of it. Uh, this comic had Brent Anderson doing the art at the beginning, who's uh, a legend. Uh, he did Astro City, kind of has a Neil Adams look. And then Mark Bagley took over, who's uh, another comics legend, Wrote drew probably 500 Spider-Man comics. Um, to be fair, I stopped reading when uh, James Hudnall took over, so I don't know if his run on it is good. I also count vouch for any other one. I was 10 years old. I was kind of a dumbass. But um, so I just want to say, like, he's had a comics career and some of it is kind of, uh, you know, respected. Like he's nominated for an uh, an Eisner for one of the things he wrote. But then he had a blog called Hud's Blog-O-Rama. You you knew knew it was called that. You knew.
1: (laughs) What year was it? 1990 anything? Yes. Yes. Yes, Uh, it was called that.
0: And this ran uh, until the mid-2000s at least. I went on the Wayback Machine and I just kind of picked a page at random. So I just want to go through what I found. It's very good. I don't know if this was a recurring bit he had, but he, uh, the first article I saw was called Anti-Progress Watch. And he was really, really mad at uh, environmental legislation that would get in the way of the raw capitalism that was so important to him. So he had uh, an, an article... And it was about uh, an environmental group in Switzerland. They wanted to reduce the country's energy consumption by two thirds across the next forty years. It was, I would say, way past nothing. It was absolutely nothing. It was well-intentioned people wishing things could someday get better decades from now. And Huds Blogorama was like, "Fuck you, greens." <laughs> His uh, quote was, "Anti-technology, anti-futurist, so-called greens want to take society backward, not forward." As I have pointed out many times before, here's another example. And then he linked to an article saying very reasonable things about how maybe the world would be better if we weren't burning as much coal in this one tiny part of the world. You have 40 years to comply with my polite request. As we would find out. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't. We, we'll we all be dead soon. James I'll beat us to it. Um His next article, right under that, was called The Other Terrorists. And this one, he was just mad at communists. It was unclear why. Um, He was mad at Danny Glover. He was mad at Oliver Stone, who are, quote, lefty Castro groupies. Uh, Those are his words because he's a very good writer with excellent points. Uh, The next one was called uh, Bad News for Democrats. He says, uh, presumably to the Democrats reading his blog, Importing more Mexicans won't save you if you keep losing everyone else.
2: Oh, God. Uh,
0: here's a Berkeley Democrat in Time Magazine of all places saying why she's voting Republican. So he found a Time Magazine like Ragebait article, fell for it completely, and then does a thing you'll see from a lot of stupid people where you'll see one thing happen that might not have even happened. It might just be like someone saying it happened. And you'll decide that is everywhere. That one thing is a trend like multiply the thing i saw or heard about by a million and that's what we're dealing with. And so he's just mad all day from just shit he overhears from like reactionary madmen. Mad
2: so he's the like Alex Jones of comics. Uh,
0: yeah, i guess or the the Sean Hannity maybe like or the Tucker Carlson i guess is closer cuz he's conspiracy theorist but not like they're going to take our the the demons and the Democrats are gonna take us. The our water's souls making the frogs Saturn.
2: gay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
0: he's not he's not like that deep in the the made up shit.
2: Okay.
0: He's the one the other ones beat up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like Taco Carls. <laughs> exactly. His little bow tie. Uh, I guess he hasn't worn that in many years, ever since Jon Stewart told him he looked like a bad. The guy is only truly at home in a locker. You know it. <laughs> the next article was <laughs> food fascists of the day. Now, I don't know if this is a recurring bit or if he's just doing his thing where he's like, oh, my God, this is going to happen so often. Every day I'll have a new food fascist. <laughs> um, so he says, uh, one of the many reasons I didn't Clinton is he was slash is a nanny state endorser. Those are his words. I, I was very careful to read them exactly as written.
2: So he's not even editing this. He's really just, no, <laughs> just going at it.
0: <laughs> ranting. So this was an article about uh, Pepsi taking sodas out of schools. Uh, which I feel like is close to objectively a good thing. Uh, But he's like so fucking mad. He's like, what happened to choice? It's like, buddy, they're nine. Don't let them choose Pepsi. (laughs) They'll choose Pepsi. You fucking idiot. Uh, so, uh, so this was food fascists. Was Pepsi trying to make of the day? Hey, they'll be back tomorrow. I promise. Every they single nev- day they never do this. What'll
2: be? What'll it be next? You can't give kids poison anymore,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, let them choose.
1: They might want the poison. <laughs> I would have never imagined that the author of an entitled white man who gave up when things got <laughs> difficult and <laughs> whose main personality trait was "I am super rich, so everybody should do what I want." I never imagined he'd be like this.
0: <laughs> Who could have seen it coming? Okay, I do have some fun ones in here though. Um the next one was him chiming in on Taylor Hicks, if you remember Taylor Hicks.
2: From American Idol?
0: From American Idol, <laughs> yes. He he had a lot to say about Taylor Hicks. All of it pro. Ten times longer than any other blog post. He's a he's a Taylor Hicks guy.
2: He's <laughs> <What>? The worst <laughs> American Idol ever. He is
0: He was on American Idol and he had like like Premature gray hair, and he was—he did a thing called Soul Patrol. which Even he knew was stupid because he sang like kind of rhythm and blues soul music, and he would be a Soul Patrol. But he—he he had a look on his face like I'm really sad that I'm stuck with this thing. Um, and people liked him on the show because like everyone else is singing like you know Iggy Azalea songs or whatever, like like songs for young women, and he's like whatever. So. If you remember, he won American Idol. I think his, his album made negative $14 billion. Yeah, like, he disappeared I, I feel immediately like- <laughs> after winning American yeah. Idol. He- He's still working that <laughs> off. He's never going to get out of that debt. People were willing to spend $0 for Taylor Hicks. Uh, but maybe if James Hudnall was still alive, he'd be buying those albums. I don't know. But um, loved it. Very funny detail. The next one, he praises the Iraq War. Great job, everybody. He's just <laughs> really proud of all the good work we did in the Middle East. <laughs> Um, it makes sense the like we...
2: the way this comic treats cops that he's a total bootlicker yes. that it's just like oh, oh yeah. thank you for your service sir
0: <laughs> yep
1: i think i could tell by the way this comic names
0: well it's you bring up an interesting point because this next one is more overtly uh racist it's called the white the, yes, the white guilt albatross was the title of this blog post. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's what you think. He basically complains that our stupid politeness makes us too dumb to be racist, which is actually smart and good. It's just full on white nationalist, like non-race mixing shit, like how multiculturalism makes us so balconized and stupid. Very, very racist. Uh, but I love it. Now, next one. More Taylor Hicks. (laughs) You're never going to believe this. In 2006, James Hudnall, the writer of Hard Case, found a Flash game where Taylor Hicks is Pac-Man. And that was his whole post of the day. Just fucking go, go check this fucking amazing shit out. That's the kind of Taylor Hicks flash game of the day. <laughs> Sometimes
2: I think you should uh, have to get like a driver's license to be on the internet, you know? Like we should I agree. We should check if this license. is what you're going to do and we should be able to say, "Sorry, you can't." Yeah,
1: you blew it. <laughs> license to blog is
0: absolutely the name of one of these 2000 era blogs. <laughs> yeah. It's racist 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 Taylor Hicks racist racist. <laughs> license to blog. They're trying to take it from me. Uh, the next post after the the amazing Taylor Hicks Pac-Man game. Uh, it's called "A Day Without Illegals," yeah. and this is yeah. It, this was a quote from a very racist politician um, who sort of wrote this like rant about how if we could have a day where there was no illegals, this is what would happen. And it, and he has like all these specific numbers. Like uh, I'm not kidding about these numbers. He said youth gangs would see their membership drop by fifty percent. <laughs> Child molestation cases would drop by 34%. Auto theft by 40%. OBGYN clinics would free up space. It's just, I mean,
1: it, it's so fucking. <laughs> okay, you got to give them that one. If there were objectively less pussies in the world, we <laughs> would, would need fewer pussy doctors. <laughs> doctors. I, I would can't just argue love
2: that. to see where they're getting this, this statistics because I know it is yeah. just so made up. <laughs>
0: It is so, like, if you hear this and think it's true, or even possible you have a fucking dog brain, well,
2: it like, is and just racism imagine. cosplaying
0: as imaginary math. <laughs>
2: I, I like to, when I hear a statistic like that, imagine how they would collect it. Like, they're going to all, all these people's houses being like, hey, are you right. in a gang? You're in a gang? Okay, cool. And you're in illegal? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm going to put yeah, you down illegal. for both. Um, your friend, okay. he's also in the gang? Is he illegal? No. Okay. Like, could, could you
0: pass these surveys around history? He, here is, he gang? is going to an OGYN needlessly, <laughs> That's though. That's weird. Okay. I'll write that down. I just want to watch some of these uh, Latina ladies give birth. <laughs> I have some questions for them. Yes, I'm a senator. yes Republican how did you know (laughs)
3: there's three more of them here
0: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway this just this this the dumbest most racist thing that like is conceivable like it's just it's capped out burying the needle on racism and James Hudnall's like hell yeah great point Uh, like just let's let's Forwarding it to Taylor <laughs> <forwarding it>. Hicks.
2: <laughs> license think, to block. <laughs> how did he get my fucking email? Do you think Taylor Hicks has a restraining order against this guy? <laughs> what do we Here's think the odds Taylor are? Taylor Hicks.
0: Anyway, this was page one of two hundred and thirty-five, uh, and I did not click on page Holy two. Cow. That's all I have. I just uh, wanted to share. Oh the writer of hard cases, Blog-O-Rama. But then, you know,
1: clearly he learned his lesson after he met an inner city youth named Zip Zap.
0: <laughs> turned it all around. He met one of the good ones, James Hudnall.
2: That's the the, the fact that that's this guy's blog is the least surprising fact I've ever heard yep. in my entire life.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for the turn where he turned out to be a decent person because I could have told you 100% of this just from reading an, an issue. of No question.
0: Case. And maybe the Taylor Hicks would be a surprise.
2: Yeah, life. that that was a surprise. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, do we think Hardcase is a fan of Taylor Hicks? Yes.
0: Oh, my God. We got to read all of the issues and see if he would be a member.
1: Wait, I got. Hold on. I have to look up real quick. <laughs> is there a Malibu comics named Soul Patrol? Oh, there is Damn it. it. He died before yeah. he got to write it.
0: Well, this was what, like 13 years before? American Idol.
2: Yeah, if hard case so. had lasted that that long, we would have gotten a um, Taylor Hicks appearance in Hard Case. Oh my
0: god. I love when <laughs> celebrities show up in comics.
2: <laughs> it's great. It's always like, Hi Randy Jackson, what are you doing here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see you're up patrolling the city. Well I'm in a patrol of my own. That's right, dog. These that head knocker, it's a big no from me, dog. Einstein Hundred, Frankfurt.
1: The Hot Dog Mountains have had more sightings of mysterious creatures than anywhere else in the United States. Now, hardcore hunter and husky ninja Sean Baby, along with his partner, the chemically augmented Trappist Brockway, are after the most dangerous, most mysterious creatures in the world and the Supremes. Three Finger Louie. Aaron Crosston, known by locals as Medium Foot. Adrian H. Aiden Mouad, Unandy, Armando Knob, Badger, sometimes called Old Skunkfoot, Benjamin Cyrann, Boom Towser, Brandon Garlock, Brian Sailor, Breanne Whitney, Alpha Queen of the Demon Coyotes, Burrito, Cyril, Chance McDermott, Chase the Mothfoot, whose daddy was Bigfoot whose mama was the Mothman. Chris Brower, Clementine Danger. Craig Lemoyne, actually five chupacabras snapped together like Voltron. Dan B, Devin, the Rogue Supreme. David Shull, the goose boy of Smack'em Holler. Dean Costello, Dr. Awkward. Grayson, Original Flavor Bigfoot. Dusty's Rad Title, the new Bigfoot who killed Original Flavor Bigfoot. Eric Spalger, Every Zig, the ghost of Bigfoot. Fancy Shark, Gareth, Bigfoot Ghostbuster. Jello Greg Cunningham, the Bigfoot who kills Bigfoot Ghostbusters. Hambone, Haraka. Harvey Panguini, the Music City Wolfman. Hopfart, Honk. Jaber Al Aiden. Jeff Arasky, Bigfoot's evil doppelganger from the Darkfoot dimension. Jim Salter, John Dean, John Hector McFarlane, John McCannon, John Minkoff, Joseph Searles, whom locals call Chucklefoot for his amiable nature and smiling feet, Josh Fabian, Josh Quicksall, Josh S., Joshua Graves, Ken Paisley, the Rhode Island Boatfoot, K&M, Lisa, the Bigfoot who got a trucking license and makes $1,500 a week. Go on ahead and ask TruckFoot How M Jahi Chappelle, Mac Miserable, sometimes called Glumfoot, sworn enemy of Chucklefoot. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Partyfoot, Michael Wells, Mickey Lohman, Mike Styles, Moju, Andy the Pittsburgh Wampus, the only cryptid known to steal catalytic converters. Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer, Neku 104. Nick Ralston. Ozzie Olin, the Bigfoot who learned sign language and won't shut up. Patrick Harps. Rachel. Rev. Rhiannon. Tzarkovsky, the reckless bastard who brought language to the feet. Sean Chase, spotting reception, supernova. Ted H, reverse possessed double Bigfoot. That's right, he puts the spirits of two big feet in you. Thomas Kavatsos, Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Whalen Russell, and the Waylon Wahoo of Walla Walla. That was a, that was a cute one. That was just for me. Yanis Ioannis, Yosarian, and the biggest game of all—the last thing countless Bigfoot has ever seen in this bad old world. They'd call him the Widowmaker if any Bigfoot hunter ever had a wife. He's the vile one. That old enemy. Alpha Scientist Jabbo,
3: whom locals call, when they dare to speak of him at all, Jerkfoot.